Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 98. Get close, boys. Wow. The Chicago Bulls, the Denver Broncos, the New York Yankees, and the Detroit Red Wings. Whoa. Red Wings. Jeezel. Episode. The Red Wings. Episode. I am your host, as always, Teach Butler. Having a great time here, sitting next to my good old friend, Big Dill. Dill, how are you there? Yeah, man, doing good. Uh, you know, Monday Night Football on tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got on the background. I know sometimes uh, we have the games on just to get our live reaction with things. Uh, but we are coming up on what would be equivalent to one minute of our episode. It was just a minute for our... Oh, yeah. You're right. What about that? Yeah. Well, maybe, like, it's not after timing. we add the yeah. intro song. Or we'll see. I bet it lines up pretty well. Yeah, we'll see. I agree. We'll see. Yeah, the intro song with the cutout time. We'll see. All the way from Cleveland. More than a minute in. Doge, how are you up there, buddy? He's running the two-minute drill. I'm doing splendid. We uh, also got the game on. Got the, the Mannings on, but unfortunately got to have them on mute. No background noise. So uh, looks like they're having a good time with Gronk at the moment. But yes. I'm ready to pot up and, and get moving. Heck yeah. Yes, we've got a great, great show for you tonight. Uh, we got a lot to recap. We haven't been here in a while. We've been busy. We've been on some trips. We had a nice little uh, clubhouse trip to the shoe there. Up in Ohio Stadium. We're going to talk about that here in our first quarter with legendary friend of the show, the polar bear, Jack Lawrence. In the second quarter, we're going to do a little NFL week one and week two recap. In the third quarter, we're going to talk about a little bit what Doge is talking about there. Peyton and Eli versus the normal Monday night broadcast. What we think is better. Um, you know, if this might be the best broadcast for Monday night football ever, um, etc. And then we're going to wrap up the show with one of our favorite segments. A little Formula Doge. We had one of the best races of the year. little Monza. We're going to recap that. Give you the standings update. Talk about Danny Rick maybe a little bit there after his W. So uh, we'll get into that here after we do a little warm-up. So uh, we're just going to make sure that we, you know, stretch it out, warm it up. You know, don't get hurt on this pod. We want to make sure everybody's healthy. want to make sure we make it to episode 100. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> Doge, why don't you go first? Give me your warm-up here. What do you got tonight? Unfortunately, uh, Florida Gators fell to the Crimson Tide in their first big test of the year. Uh, really close game. They hung in there. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Yep. They want some covering spread, but <laughs> not finishing out the game. So, uh, you know, shout out to the boys. I, I expected a, big, a bit of a bigger deficit. Um, it was all Dill's fault anyway that they lost because he didn't drive to the lake house. And I told him that in advance. So. 100%. And it was that close, too, where it could have made a difference. Yeah. It, the two-point difference could have just been Dill you know, driving up to hang out with the boys or him not. I, I don't know. But Who knows? leaning towards yes. So, thanks I'd, a lot, Dill. I'd say so. <clears throat> that's my, that's my warm-up. Dill, anything, any rebuttal? And then your warm-up, I guess? Well, uh, Teach was mentioning... Has Dan Mullen contacted you personally or no? Uh, I think it was because 
you know, not everyone is giving his wife a kiss for the game. Like, she's not giving everyone her, her like, pregame kiss. No, so that's I think that that could totally be a thing. You're right. That's a huge factor. Yeah, everyone's got to go into the scrimmage. That's yeah, a big just, vibe. That's a big vibe. Just, like, family fun out there, you know? Just We're just out here Good being clean family. family fun. Everyone has to kiss the coach's wife. Chomp, chomp, chomp. That's not what I meant by family fun. I meant that they're all a family, and they're just going to go out and have fun playing football. That's what I meant, Doge. That's why I'm laughing that you absolutely are spinning words. But Teej mentioned having to warm up, okay? Yes. Have you guys ever played or have done the Where's Waldo? Yeah. Of course. Have you ever played Where's Wonder? No? No. Wander Franco. Oh, where's Wander? Yeah. No. Yeah, he's been out for, I believe, like two weeks now. I'm trying to get the exact day that he left to go on the, what do they call it now in the MLB? Injured list? Uh, yeah. I believe it is the injured list. Yeah. So he's been on the injured list. He was put on a 10-day list initially, and he's uh, eligible to come back. Um, so we'll see if he comes back or not. I don't, I don't know, but he ended up having a, a hamstring issue running the bases during his 39 game on base streak. Wow. Breaking no. Mickey Mantle's. It was Frank's though. But Frank, uh, is second or is, uh, he's second to Frank and he's four okay. behind. Okay. So when he comes back, he's got some. Games ahead of them. And I think that the Rays only have uh, 11 games left after tonight. Whoa. So it's like coming down to, like, hey, dude. It's definitely coming down to, hey, dude. I'm saying mostly because of the record of the Rays. We've been on a little bit of a cold streak. So that's where Wander is. I need him to come back. The Rays need him to come back. This so if he doesn't come back, then he, he may not be able to break the record just because there's not enough games. Correct. That stinks. So that he needs five games five games to beat the record <clears throat> if he's going to do the last five of the season. Gronk is literally like, holding up a puppy on Monday Night Football. This is wild. Yeah, dude. He's got a new pug. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, this is a long warm-up, but I'm just making sure I'm stretched <clears> out. <throat> the, uh, you know, cheek muscles... Sure, they have a medical term technology behind them, but the uh, mouth muscles, sure. Tongue feels good. Pronunciation feels What's tight. Diction firing. Oh, we got punction diction. Unique New York. Human porch was denied <laughs> a bank. <laughs> you guys probably did a lot of that for. Not any of those. That's from. But yeah, we did some of those. Doing some of those in choir back red in the leather, day. Yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Get you going, get you fired up. I don't like it. <laughs> it's tough to do. Which one, Dill? You don't like red leather? No. He doesn't like the yellow leather. Yeah, I do like uh, red leather. Actually, that looks good. Oh, okay. Yeah, not, not, not yellow. Um, I got two warm ups. I don't like either color, so that's fine. We're going FCC first, boys. Yeah. 
<laughs> we almost made it. We almost made it to 800 days without a home win. But by golly, we said not 800. That's where we draw the line. 799 days is plenty enough. And thank goodness to our good old friend Brenner and Madunyanin for putting in two goals after a nice 2-0 victory over the Toronto FC boys. Michael Bradley out there, shouts out. Uh, but hopefully we can, uh, we can reverse that streak as we just lost this past weekend at home. So that's tough. And hopefully we aren't due for another 799 days. So let's get another win here, boys, next home game. Let's try to turn these tides around. We're looking a little better, I'd say. But then there's also games where we look absolutely terrible. So it's interesting. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Like I said before, dude, our ups and downs, we just go so far down after... We You're not very wrong. consistent. And but that, that one real bad game, our lineup was really weird. Yeah. So I don't know about that. Last thing I was going to say real quick about that is that hopefully we have a win streak. That is, we haven't lost in 799 days at home. That would be lovely. Oh, that would be incredible. At that point, that stadium, dude, it's already crazy. It but would the be The whole bonkers. stadium would be wild. Oh, it would be electric. Boogie, boogie, boogie. It would be totally boogie. different if you're... Team is just undefeated for what, three years, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. Two, two, two and a half. Basically, three. Um, also, a little quick warm up here, just another firing off the shot before the clock goes off. Shouts out! It's actually nine twenty twenty one day, so that is uh, if you're a San Antonio Spurs fan, just an NBA fan in general. A little Tony Parker, Ginobili, Tim Duncan day. So there's a cool little photo of all their jerseys together. Um, they're excited for that. So shouts out to all those legends, specifically Tim Duncan. If you ever look at one of our Mount Rushmore's and you're wondering who the heck that fourth person is in our Mount Rushmore photo that we post, Timmy. it's Tim Duncan. Cause we think him, Tim Duncan's underappreciated. He should be on, you know, maybe not a Mount Rushmore per se, but, uh, he should be in the conversation. So that's why we put him up there and shouts out to Tim Duncan as well there. So. Yeah, I mean, we even create players that are absolutely stacked in Love MLB. Love Tim Duncan. Named Timmy Duncan. Love so some Timmy Duncan. That's the significance behind Shuts out. Shuts out. Let's move on. First quarter. Yeah. Let's make a call here. we got to bring in the legend. we got to bring in the man. Is it getting chilly in here? I, I was going to... I didn't want to say anything. I put on my sweatshirt for a reason. Doge, are you say. cold, bud? It's a little chilly. I think it's all nippy out. It's getting chilly. Right now it's nippy. Definitely kind of frigid. Definitely frigid. Definitely cooling down. You're frigid, Doge. Alright, let me give you guys some hints in the meantime for the uh, SN. I had some good ones that I came up with while listening to the other ones. Also, it's hilarious listening back to the other ones. Because they're so bad. That it's like... Dude, you might not have time, bro. None of them make any sense anyway. Yeah. I did them on my iPad and my notes haven't transferred. That's great. So. Yo! Yo, yo, yo! Ladies and gentlemen, Ooh. introducing the man, the myth, the, the what is it, the, the world's largest land carnivorous animal. Pole of B, Mr. Jack Lawrence. Jack, how are you, buddy? I am excellent, 
teach. I am excellent, and I am still flying so high <laughs> after taking the shoe off and showing them how we do at Oregon. Absolutely. Are you still watching the game on your phone, still recapping it, my buddy? Oh, you know, I, I probably watch it about, you know, once a week now just to get myself amped up. And the expectations for Oregon now are that game. They played so well, so flawlessly. You know, it was really uh, Mario Cristobal's team, you know, personified in that game. So, I, we just got the stats team in on the calculations there. So, you've seen it twice now on replay? Oh, no. Wow. Oh, yeah. Only okay. twice. What? Yeah. Uh, Heck yeah. I mean, he said once a I guess week. He's seen a highlight. Doing... He's been highlight watching. Okay, I saw okay. at least. Either way, doesn't matter. Ladies and gentlemen, what we're here to talk about. The biggest win in Ducks history, may I say? Um, oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Okay, he says no doubt. Biggest win in Oregon Ducks history. The Oregon Ducks, uh, what were they, ranked 12th, I believe? Yeah. Go into Ohio State, who was ranked fourth, I believe, as well. Um, <clears throat> go into Ohio State, the shoe, on the road, have a big win. They run all over the Ohio State University. Jack, give me your reaction as you were one of the people in the stadium, as I was one of the guys joining you there. What was your reaction uh, of the crowd, of the shoe itself? And then just give me your reaction of the game and how that built up to the win there. Uh, first of all, fans, Ohio State fans, were, you know, chirping, let the chirping uh, before the game. Uh, then we got into it, and it was a little bit more quiet than uh, <laughs> I expected it to be. Uh, I, you know, at Oregon, we usually cheer our team, like, the whole way through, especially early on. So okay. it was interesting to see the quiet game happen so early. Um, whether it was that Oregon was just dominating on the ground, as you said, um, you know, that could have been partial reason. But I was, you know, coming and expecting to have, you know, at least some hearing trouble. And, you know, I think we had some nice conversations during the game, you know. Absolutely. Got to know the people around us. Yes, it was fun to be, so uh, you graciously brought me an Oregon Ducks jersey, so I went there. Uh, as people know, I'm not a huge Ohio State guy. Also, i got to do a little cleanup there. Don't want to disrespect the Ohio State fans. They were number three there, so making an even bigger game for the Ducks there, so I apologize for that, y'all. Um, but yeah, it was cool to be up in the Ducks section, um, you know, where everybody was going crazy the whole game, um, and there were a few Ohio State fans in there, like one of my, like my brother there, so it was cool to see... Um, they get them get riled up as the game went on, as it kind of built to be a closer game. Um, and then as it really got to be a close game, the, the crowd really got loud and really exciting. So uh, you kind of were waiting all game for that moment. Like the third downs were really big and, you know, the punts were big and all the other plays were very exciting. So I really enjoyed the game from that vantage point. Obviously, um, being at a historic uh, game like that, whether – you know, the Ducks were going to win or not was cool, but the fact that they did was awesome. I know, um, shouts out, that was the Polar Bears' uh, birthday gift, so that was a pretty cool gift that the Ducks gave him with a nice W there. Um, just to show you that birthday wishes do come true, you just have to be specific about them. And, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And you, when, you, when you blow out the candle, you can't tell anybody. That's, that's proof right there. 
Keep that to yourself. Um, Doge, give me a bit of your reaction to the game. Did you watch it on TV, or how did you hear about the game? I did not catch it, so I was traveling in Chicago. Okay. Um, I was out and about, missed it, but I really, honestly, the, the first update I got was a Snapchat from you and the polar bear with you guys decked out in Oregon gear up at the stands. Yeah. So that was my first update through the game. But, uh, <laughs> no, um, you know, wild win to go into Columbus and, and have Oregon win, so, um, you know, good for them. They, they need that big ticket win, and yeah, that's something you've been kind of waiting for for a little while, so that's awesome for them. Uh, good on them. Absolutely. Dill, what about you? How did you uh, watch this game, or uh, were you busy as well? Yeah, so I was unable to watch, but I did pay attention to the score throughout. And it felt like something that, okay, like, Ohio State's just off to a little bit of a slow start. Uh, you know, Oregon knew they were having to come play at Ohio State. You know what I mean? Like, right. that was something they, like, probably circled and they've been looking forward to. Right. And, like, not that Ohio State wasn't looking forward to this, but it, I feel like this is just more of, like, a, hey, we're here to have this, like, big-name school come in so we can beat them at home. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's very, like, how it felt like, I don't know, when I was... So kind of, like, to go along with that, like, not to, like, interrupt you or take your thunder. Uh, Jack, correct me if I'm wrong, or Mr. Polar Bear, This the, the Ducks were 0-5 against Ohio State before this game. Yeah, they were 0-5 every single time uh, we played them. We unfortunately took uh, the loss. uh, And, you know, it was also Ryan Day was pretty much undefeated going into that game as well. Yeah. Uh, And honestly, you know, all that, you know, as I said, on that day, there's always that one time that, yep. you know, one day that, you know, you don't win, that it comes the other way with it. And, you know, that's what it was. Absolutely. You know, Ohio State's still a great team. I think they'll win the Big Ten. Uh, they definitely got to figure out their one-game defense. Uh, yeah. Because otherwise, <laughs> they're going to get taken advantage of in the Big Ten. Yeah, the Ducks which ran all too over them. My goodness. Um, so, I don't. Do you have more to more to say there, Dale? Or I've got a good little. I'm another question for the gang. If you got, if you got nothing else. But yeah, I was just gonna say that it felt like Ohio State at some point was gonna come back. Um, and when I was checking the score, I realized that I was like, oh wow, like Oregon's actually like really putting it on Ohio State now. The crowd then, felt like that, like it, as well, because where they like, kind of didn't kick it into gear, like I was yeah. kind of mentioning till the end, where they're like, oh, now we're gonna actually come back. Right. So it was interesting to see that. Uh, I'm sure kind of what my point was about having to watch replays or not of the game was that you guys are actually there to experience it. Right. And then that was something that, you know, as you guys have mentioned since then, is that it was a historic win, um, you know, for Oregon and, and just any sort of program to go into Ohio State and beat them out of conference is a big deal. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Even in conference, obviously, is a big deal. But, like, they don't really do this a whole lot. Like, I guess Oklahoma did it. So that's what, that's what I was going to say is the, the last time this happened was when Oklahoma did it with Baker, Baker Mayfield. Stabbing the and that took them and... that took them to the playoff. Obviously, they had some other big wins this year. My next question, and I'll give it to you first, do you think this can propel the Ducks to the championship? Like, is this a big enough resume win if they go 
if they win out per se. So are you saying championship in the sense of like, like going to the playoff, the playoff, like one of the okay, four teams, okay. maybe not the like win a game. Yeah, but I mean go like the they. So they haven't been in it yet, right? Uh, they in it? I thought they, they were. They were in the first one. Yeah, they were in the with first Mariota. one with, with uh, Jameis. Yeah, Mariota. Yeah, that, yeah. Okay, that would that's what I thought would be our biggest playoff win. I I classified this as our biggest regular season win. Okay, sure. You know, you, you can't say for, that Florida State victory wasn't huge because it absolutely was. Right. We shut up the whole entire South with, oh, Florida State's going to run all over you, and we dismantled them, and then Jameis home with his crab legs. You know. <laughs> so, I mean, with that, like, I mean, one's at the beginning of the season, one's at the end, so it's like, that's also another thing that you can kind of right. draw some pointers at as far as, like, which one's a bigger victory. But either way, we're not, I didn't want to, like, bring that up. Yeah, My point was there, that, right. um, Both so ones. they have been there before, um, they've had success in the past, so I don't think that they're a team that people are like, oh, this is like a fluke kind of like one year deal. Right. Like they're in a big conference, like Power Five, even though they might not be in the same conference of what they used to be. Right. Like. So yeah, I mean, totally. Like this could definitely be that win that just kind of sets the tone for the rest of the year for them. Yeah. And then it's Mario. Mario Cristobal, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely... Yeah, Mario. It, it's, it's Mario, not Mario, which pissed me off when I watched the game back. Yeah. On, you know, Duke, Duke Johnson, Duck Johnson. I, I won't call him Duck Johnson because, Johnson. you know, the way he was uh, mispronouncing Mario Cristobal's name is like, do you not have... Uh, Nintendo 64, have you not played Mario Kart? No, it's... He probably... Like, look, Polar Bear, he probably just started calling it Mario way back when. Yeah. Been Mario Kart since the beginning of time. Mario. That's funny. So, I think he's Super rubbing Mario some... Mario 64. Yeah, Super he's Mario. <laughs> rubbing a little bit of a crystal ball, though. Mario That's Kart. That's my point, that he's going to be a special season, potentially, for them. So. Oh, my gosh. He's got to do that. It's... Mario Crystal Ball. All right, Polar Bear. We'll ask you, since you're the Duck fan. I know they were out without uh, two of their better uh, defenders with Thibodeau and Flo being out. So, that being said, um, do you think the Ducks are going to be going to the playoff after a win like this? I do. Um, and I believe the Ducks, I've said this since uh, the start of the season. I see the Ducks going uh, undefeated in the Pac-12. Uh, whether, you know, they win the championship, it'll probably not be easy uh, with SEC teams in there. But, you right. know, as Mario says, we got to go 1-0 every week and not do what we sometimes do and trip up over our own web feet and uh, make a mistake in the Pac-12, which can be a very difficult conference at times, even though right now it does not seem that a lot of the Pac-12 is going to be that hard to deal with. But again, you always have to know that, you know, when you play your conference teams, these are teams that 
see you at least once a year if they're in the opposite division or you're seeing this team every single year which makes these games a lot either closer than they should be on paper or you know more competitive than you would initially think and Oregon just has to not play around and handle their business and go work I agree I think I think they'll probably run the table they've got a couple games that could be a little a little tricky, but I think they should, especially if they can go into Ohio State and win. They, that's going to be the biggest win maybe in college football all year, possibly. So, who um, who are some teams in that conference that would even uh, that they play this year, or that they might need the championship game for the conference uh, that would give them a run for their money? You think, Polar Bear? Uh, I think um, ASU yeah. um, is a team that can give them some problems. I think, uh, I would say USC, but their coaching switch up, I don't even think that yeah, they'll make now, right. the, you know, really the well. championship yeah. game. I think UCLA could be a tougher game, even though they just lost to uh, Fresno State. But I think that says a little bit more about who uh, Fresno State is. Okay. Then it does about L.A. Maybe it says something about both teams, but you know, let's not give Fresno State no credit there. They you know went to L.A. and beat L.A. Right. So, True. You know. Yeah, and they have some big wins on the year too. So, um, Doge, what do you think? Do you think that this this win with the Ducks coming all the way into Ohio State, winning in the shoe, going putting up thirty five points? Uh, to Ohio State's 28 here, like I said, going up against number three in the country. They were number 12. Do you think that this win is enough to get them in the playoff if they run the table? Or I guess, do you think they're going to run the table and go to the playoff? I mean, certainly, if they were to run the table and if they were to run the table and win the Power Five, you know, Pac-12 title, having this kind of win on their resume, absolutely, that's enough to send them in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they're I think they're top four now, are they not? Uh, three. They're, yeah, they're number three. Right. So, I mean, if, if they were to run the table, there would be no reason to keep them out. No, I totally agree. Mostly, um, to the Pac-12 looking good this year with a win over UCLA getting a win over LSU. That's a big win for the Pac-12 as well this year. So, they're looking right. a little what bit. Their, what is their biggest challenge on the rest of the season? Who's the best team that they're going to go up against? I think it is UCLA. Yeah. UCLA's... Stanford, they got to go to Stanford and uh, at Washington. But, yeah, I think. but, but they got polar bears here, so I, I'm not laying them loose. When, when I come watch an Oregon game, it's a guaranteed victory. Guaranteed dub. Uh, so they'll beat the they'll beat the Cardinal oh, there okay. for sure. See, I like, there you go. I hey, think we, like we, we predicted. Go to both the playoff games at polar bear. You guys can just lock in that Natty Championship dub. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I might have to uh, get a GoFundMe going uh, for the polar bear to uh, get that. Yeah, just let Cristobal know. He'll get you going. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Tell Uncle Phil uh, I, I'm, I'm the good luck charm. Yes, absolutely. So we actually, me and uh, me and the polar bear, we went on a, an opposing pod. We went on a quack talk, I believe is what it's called there. We predicted a, uh, a Ducks win. It's a it's a Ducks yeah. podcast, and they were they were not as as, as confident as us. They thought they were going to lose, so we we went on there and uh, Dude, predicted. You're missing the big 
you're missing the big key. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Polar Bear. I predicted the score, That's baby. true. You, I believe. I, I forgot sure. about that. Jack, the Polar Bear, and this is why you have him on the show, folks. He predicted the score exactly right, 35-28 Ducks. I said 28-24 uh, Ducks, so I was close, but not, not all the way there. But either way, both predicted a Ducks W. It came true because we were in the stadium, so... Um, just exciting there. Jack, um, give us, I guess, a couple thoughts on the quack talk, because uh, I know you go in there a lot. And then also, give me a comparison of Eugene versus the shoe. Like, what, what's the difference and uh, why? I'm sure you're going to tell me Eugene's better. So why is Eugene better than the shoe? Yeah, well, first, uh, quack talk is a great duck podcast if you're looking for little ducks in your life uh go check that podcast out uh i did the intro uh song mm -hmm. that i created for them so shout out to quack talk shout out to produce produce portland uh you know promo code quack talk uh use it get 30 percent off free shipping all that jazz um had to do that one for the boys Absolutely. uh and um what's what's different between uh oregon and ohio state i would say that when you go to a duck game you know it's pretty much as soon as you know the holly comes out of the uh, tunnel and the team gets on the field, the energy in that stadium is pumping and it does not stop. In fact, in the third quarter, after the third quarter is over, shout is being played and you're getting to sing shout with in a great football atmosphere yeah. and get the party started looking for the fourth quarter and getting hungry for that W to eat it and turn it upside down on its head. You know, Dubs down. Dubs down all day, every day, twice on Sunday or twice on Saturday, I guess it is. Uh, but, you know, uh, and then what was the other part of the question? I uh, just was like, how is it? I, you kind of answered it. How is it different from the the shoe? I guess you're saying the energy's there the whole time. Where you're saying it seemed like the Ohio State didn't have the energy the whole time. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I watched shoot too many shots at Ohio State, but it I, sounds I like went you are. There, you know, I, I am. I, I won't say I'm not, but you know, I, I was going there hearing all this about oh, it's so loud. It's you know so big it's you know and it's huge it's a lot bigger than Oregon Oregon is you know a smaller stadium maybe you know you could say that's why it gets loud but it's been put on decimal levels of uh you know jumbo jet and the heydays of Chip Kelly sure. uh you know, it, it gets up there when we're playing you know big games and that's what I love about the Duck community, and that's what, what I want to shout out all the Duck fans that traveled, because that, I was not alone, and oh. there was a lot of Duck faithful in the shoe, and we got our own shoe game, but, you know, it's uh, called the Shoe Dog, that's uh, okay. written by Phil Knight. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. 
Um, Diller, Doge, you guys have any questions or thoughts uh, about the game or for Polar Bear before I've, I've got one more for him? No, my last thing that I was going to say, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh yeah, I'm definitely an Oregon fan, but like ever since Joey Harrington was on the cover of 2003 NCAA Ooh, football, sure. I used Oregon a lot back then. Um, that was like one of my favorite video games at the time. And I love that I could always change to like different uniform colors. And I always wondered why they had more versus other teams. And it was obviously because they literally just have way more. (laughs) Like some teams have three uniforms. That's it. They have a lot of options. So. Well, that's the interesting thing about Oregon. I'll I'll answer, even though that wasn't a question for me, I'll answer it like it was. Go ahead. Um, Sure. Uh, Nike actually uses uh, Oregon as a proto. They test a lot of their prototype right. stuff even before the NFL or you know other teams see something. Oregon's trying it on, letting them know um, you know what it's doing for the players, whether it's helping in any way, shape, or form, and you know that that was just a thing that the players got you know involved in is hey we like to look differently you know on the field and you know you're absolutely right and you know what's coming in huge for recruiting you know if if i can touch on that for a second it's just it's just that that ncaa video game is a lot of the reasons why kids are, you know, come into Oregon. You know, they saw DeAnthony Thomas and they played the game as a kid and they will, you know, walk in the Ducks jerseys. And, you yeah. know, now they're putting the actual name, you know, <laughs> into reality. They're making dreams into reality. And that's what Oregon does, is make dreams into reality. Absolutely. Quack, quack. Dreams. Doge, reality. you got anything for the polar bear? Yeah, I wanted to ask you one thing, polar bear. So let's say we were to go to a, to an Oregon game or something. Are there any weird, like, traditions or anything that people do pre-game as you're going into the stadium? Like, what, so, do, we, what do we need uh, to do, say we go to a Ducks game? So first and foremost, uh, you're at the you know you're at the stadium early to tailgate. That's a given. Uh, you can't miss a tailgate. Right, we really course. do get down and you know drink and have fun and get you know all you know lick it up before the game. But yeah. uh, other than sure. that, you know you, you get. Uh, Coming Home, um, which is a song by Matt Carney that was released in 2014, which is played at the end of the second quarter. But that, you know, is a mixed review on fans. It's not the greatest song. I I don't mind it, but, you know, it's not like... uh, It's no no shout at the end of the third quarter is what you're saying? Yeah. But uh, before the before the uh, before the 
motorcycle comes out, you get the big highlight uh, board uh, video, and that always ends with uh, the pick by Kane Wheaton is going to score. You know? Right. And uh, that leaves the team, and then the duck comes out on the motorcycle, and it's, yeah. it's pretty cool to see. And now the ducks... We got to go because, uh, you know, the Ducks have the biggest video board, you know, in the country. Uh, sure, heck yeah. That they just built. So, we might have to uh, make some plans. Definitely. We'll have to lock that in for next year. So, um, <clears throat> so what – last last thing I have here, just Oregon, like, I don't know, just a food-related item. Like, what's like an Oregon – food item there or like is there something that's like at the stadium like where they oh they have really good chicken fingers or there's this little mom and pop restaurant that everyone goes to after the game or Ooh. Uh, you know that is uh pretty uh they don't have a specific food but you know if you want to go to uh dutch bros before the game or you know Go to a little track town pizza um, sure. after the game. You know. Sure. But you know, the food at the stadium is you know pretty spot on. Never had uh, anything bad. No, you know, bad experiences like I've had at you know other places where like bugs getting your food. You know, cow. Um, huh. But you know, that's funny. Um, cool. Thank you. All right, yeah. Polar B. Um, well, they kind of asked my question for me, so I don't really have much else for you, but hopefully we can have you on here later, talk a little Ducks basketball, maybe a little Ducks championship if they're air, uh-huh. they are in the playoff, but we really appreciate Absolutely. you being on, my man. Absolutely. Dana's going to have a great team, man. Lots of great things are going on in Duckland, and I'm quacking all the way. Quack, quack, quack. It's Go Ducks, baby. Go Ducks, baby. All right, Polar Bear. Thank you so much for being on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, you have a good one. Thank you. Yeah, you too. Peace. All right, everybody. We want to thank the Polar Bear one more time for being on. We appreciate him coming on here, taking some time out of his day, watching Duck highlights, getting the Ducks going. Hopefully we can have him on as Ducks probably have a, a good season here as they move on. Let's move on here, boys. Good duck talk. A lot of duck talk. Quack, quack, quack. The second quarter. We got a little week one and week two NFL recap. Uh, let's just go. Let's get into it because we've got a lot of football to cover, boys. Sure. Who do you think had the best win of week one or week two? Oh, phone little being a little out there. My gosh. Um... Or uh, who do you think, also then we'll just go, who do you think had the worst loss of these first two weeks? And then I got one more for you after that. So, uh, Doge, I'll give it to you first. Uh, best win, worst loss, what do you want to go with? Um, as much as it pains me to say it, I think the best win I would probably give to the Baltimore Ravens. Week two. Um, you know, they lost week one overtime thriller against the Raiders. They have the Chiefs in prime time, and everyone's saying Chiefs always own the Ravens. You know, Mahomes over Lamar. 
and they go on to win a 36-35 shootout um, when nobody was really believing them in that sense, and they were already 0-1, so that's a huge win for them for sure. Yep. You want me to hold off on the loss? You want to do wins first? or right, Give me double up. Do your loss. Double up, guy. The worst loss was that Bengals abomination yesterday. Uh. <clears throat> we couldn't beat a bad Bears team. And I love Joey B. He got in his head for a little bit, I guess, or just threw the ball um, just poorly in a, in a short span of time, three interceptions and three consecutive passes. And if it weren't for that, you know, it was a completely different game. But those were obviously huge, um, you know, momentum-shifting plays, uh, one of them being a pick six by Raquan Smith. So we were, you know, starting to come back. We only lost by three. So on the you know, score line, it didn't look that bad, but, Man, it felt like we were just trying to climb that whole game and we're never able to pull it out. So that's a tough loss to a team that, you know, we wouldn't have put as one of the juggernauts that we'd have to play this year. So that, that kind of sucks. I would like to just quickly pivot off of that and say to all the Chicago Bear fans, you're welcome. Um, you got to see Justin Fields for the whole goddamn game. and He looks pretty damn good. That might be the end of Andy Dalton, because uh, he would not have won that game, I promise you. So that's a shame. Um, Jamar Chase, our first-round draft pick, uh, definitely a reason and a, a quality pick. I don't want I'm backing that up. He had a great quote, just saying after the game, with we waited till about four minutes left to start taking chances down the field, and as and when we did that, we started really moving the ball, and we started scoring. So I don't know if that's a dig at uh, possibly Burrow, which I highly doubt, or if it's a dig at the play calling, because it seemed like when we started having Joe Burrow go up to the line and audibling, we really started moving the ball. So I think we might need to open it up a little bit more and let the man cook um, and see what happens. So it yeah. is, is a bad loss, but it's not my worst loss of, of either week. Uh, do you want me to go, Dale, or do you want to go? Go ahead. Worst loss of both weeks – it could be tonight. I don't. It doesn't look like it's going to be tonight because it seems like they've righted the ship. But my gosh, the Packers were embarrassing in week one against the Saints. Oh, yeah. Absolutely embarrassing. That was backed up this weekend. Yes. After and then And then, did. so, exactly. So, the Saints might even, like, if no one's going to say that one, the Saints might even have the worst loss because they came out, stomped the Packers, who might have had the worst loss, and then took a big fat poop in their game. So I don't know what to think of the Saints right now because they've dominated the Packers and then got dominated by the Panthers. So very interesting points there. Uh, worst loss, though, definitely the Packers. That was ridiculous. Um, biggest win, yeah, I would definitely say I'll have to agree with you there. Uh, probably Doge, Ravens over the Chiefs. It can't be – there's no other win that you can argue the Ravens have been owned by the Chiefs for many years. Uh, everybody was talking about how the, the Ravens weren't going to be good this year after their week one loss. They came out and didn't look so hot. Oh, everybody's figured out Lamar. You can't stop Lamar. You know, he's not going to be as good. He doesn't have any weapons. Well, guess what? All he's going to do is just run down all over people. So Chiefs defense might be a little weaker this year than we've seen in the past. But, uh, you know, that was still a great game. Could have been won by the Chiefs couple things here and there, fumbles, turnovers, etc. But um, 
I think the Ravens still have the biggest win. Also, side point, Chiefs, Pat Mahomes, what the hell? Ruining all my damn parlays. We needed you guys. We used to call you Parlay Pat because he was, let's just lock him in. He's always going to get you one leg, at least with the W there for the Moneyline Chiefs. Now you got to second-guess yourself here. But, no, not really. Just Ravens' big win. Sunday Night Football. Now here's a guy... Ruined all my parlays. Pat Mahomes. Dill, what do you got for us? Biggest win. Week right. one and two. <clears throat> so, uh, going back to the Bengals real quick, I think that the reason why they may not be opening up the play calling is because they don't want to have Burrow sit back in just the pocket that long. Drilled right. They're just he like, was. hey, look, get him, get the ball out quick. We'll make sure our O-line is good by the time that you know, he's really 100%, because there's no way he's 100% right now. There's no way. He might be ready to play and medically cleared and mentally telling himself he's okay, but, dude, I'm telling you, there's no way he is 100% back as if he was as close to back to normal pre-injury as he would be. There's no chance. Oh, yeah, I mean, who's... This quickly? Because he didn't tear it, I agree with that. I mean, who's going to... That's like LeBron's coming last year. Like, I'm not 100%. Like, he's never going to be the same guy, probably, but he might be, like, 90%. I don't know. I think he looks pretty similar to last year. Because he's not running as much, I'll give you that for sure. The coaching staff is going to protect their investment. Like, they have to. I'm just saying, it seems like when Joe Burrow calls the plays, we score a lot of points. Which goes to... It seems like when Zach Taylor, our head coach, calls the plays, we don't move the ball. We, are, we have the, the highest percentage of runs on second down of over six yards. Like, when it's second and six or longer, we're like, you know what? Let's give it to Joe. And I love Joe Mixon. But that's a that's a that's where we should try to pass that. When we have all these receivers, we drafted a receiver. Just a quick little slant action. Why don't we throw a bubble screen? Like, we don't call good plays until Joe Burrow is up at the line calling plays, it seems like. Sure. And maybe that's not true, and I'm... Seeing that out from the outside point of view, but that is what it looks like from my perspective. Sure. I think what I'm saying plays into your point, though. Yeah. The coaching staff is Correct. They're being too cautious. Right. So but he's like, yo, we got to win this game. Right. And they're like, oh, you know what? Let's hand it off. Joe Mixon's healthy. He let us, let us rush in for a season. You know, he's quality. Which he is. He paid him. He's really nice. I like him a lot. He paid. So, all right, with my best win, worst loss. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah, going to go yeah, yeah. best win first. Go ahead. You got a different one? I'm just going to choose another game that I think yeah, you know, I that I say. didn't necessarily expect. Uh, the Raiders week one against the Ravens in overtime. Maybe um, Raiders last week, too, against the Steelers. Yeah, so Raiders are 2-0 yeah. and with Gruden back there. Got some grinders. Gruden grinder. So that Monday night game was absolutely wild. Yeah. So was last night. Last night's game was nutty. It was a lot of fun to watch last night's game. That was probably the most entertaining football game in prime time I've seen in a while. It's because you were asleep for that last Monday night. Dude, the Raiders could not have been the Raiders was crazy. The Raiders could not have been any closer to throwing that game away when it was so clearly won by them. It was, I whoa, was it absurd. You, I'll have to get the full breakdown off air, because 
I'm going to give you my worst loss. Yes. Which I think that uh, week two, Seattle at home having a big lead, controlling most of the game against the Titans, and then just giving up that game, especially letting freaking Matt Randy back there kick the game winner for you. That hurts. I mean, anyway, so uh, bad loss for the Seahawks, good win for the Titans. Uh, going on the road, West Coast game for them. Um, going up to the Hawks' nest. That's what they call it, right? I don't know. Maybe. That one Florida State. There's a Hawks' nest area. That's sure, like a specific, sure, kind of like sure. a dog pound. They ain't got no dog pound. Ours is much bigger, though, I'm pretty sure. Unless it's their whole state. Um, Jack, as you heard earlier, said that bigger isn't always better. Where? Their stadium. What are you arguing? I just missed what you said. I was proving my point of... Are you trying to say you're... The dog pound is bigger than the hawk's nest. Sure. And then I said, unless the hawk's nest is what they call the entire stadium. And then I came to Jack's point earlier that he said that... Yeah, but their Ohio stadium. State Stadium... Isn't necessarily better, it's just bigger. So then I said, bigger isn't always better to prove that the dog pound is better. Well, first energy didn't make it on anybody's rush point. That's all you know. I've been there. I'm just. A lot of times. I'm just saying. Just, I've been there. Minutes. I've been there. You had an opportunity more. a couple episodes ago put old First Energy Stadium on the old Mount Rushmore best stadium. Dude, I really do think it's a nice you put stadium. The drop, it's a nice stadium, I agree. Like, it's a beautiful stadium with the seats, especially when the sun comes in on a nice, There's sunny the, Cleveland day, which is I mean, rare. It's certainly not in like the fall. bottom Rushmore, or whatever that would be called. we got to come up with a good name for that. The Hushmore? Off-air. Off we should hush them more. Yeah. Like, what do they call it? Flushmore, right? That's what they used to call it, the permanent <sighs> guys. I kind of like Hushmore. Oh, yeah, I don't like either of those that much. Flushmore, toilet bowl. Dude, the Hushmore, like, you just want to talk about it? Like, it's just like, yeah. And I like Hush Puppies. So it's like, I don't like Hush Puppies. But that's how I was thinking about it. Um, yeah, so, anyway. Okay, right back to you. Who has surprised you the most this season? Last question here for the second quarter before we get to halftime. Player or team? Doesn't matter. Just you. Open-ended. Who? Ooh. Uh, Carolina. Yeah. Although here's the thing, I really do like Matt Rule. Like I think they did much Dude, better I've last really year. Liked him as a coach. Like he's always been. A good I coach. liked how they draft a bunch of defensive linemen. They got that interior D pretty solid. Uh, <laughs> what? What did I just? Jay say? Cutler tweets, "What's in Peyton's solo cup?" <laughs> of course, of all people, it looks brown. Brown liquid in the top. Could be some liquor. That's exciting. Um. God. Yeah, Carolina. I like Matt Rule. I think he did well in his first year. They look solid. They they don't seem like a team that has issues. Like all the years that the Browns struggled, right? Yeah. They looked like they had problems. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like penalties after penalties, dumb mistakes, poor decision making. What kind? Like what are you doing? Type of plays from their quarterback and anybody else on the field any given time. Other than Phil Dawson, because he was our best player for, like, a decade. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think Matt Rule 
has been solid there, and Carolina has definitely surprised me. Dutch. Yeah, I want to hear what you guys have to see if you guys uh, can player convince team. me there. Who surprised you? Um, it's hard to go with a player so far. No? I've got a good player, just because I saw a stat line earlier today, is uh, Teddy Bridgewater. 2-0 with the Broncos. Teddy Two Gloves, For over 300 yards yesterday. So, he's looking good. Good for Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy Two wins? Teddy Two wins. And he's probably Teddy Two covers as well. He's a beast. Always covers. He's ridiculous against the spread. Interesting. He's a close guy. What's yours? Uh, I was going to say... I had a player, yeah. Um, I was going to say Kyler Murray. It's been impressive so far. And he's I had a team as well. Awesome. I had a team as well. Um, so, you know how we talk about another, the, I guess a player in a negative way, too. A little bit. Go ahead. Well, my point when we were talking about, like, uh, I don't know if you're talking about this on the pot or not, but, like, Jalen Brown for most improved again this year. Like, it's hard for you to do that second well, step yeah, again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like Kyler's already there. Like, he's he's showed me what kind of crazy crap, you know. Crap it's just nice to see it again. Do. I don't think sure. he was there yet last year, though. Like, this year, he could prove himself to be an elite quarterback. I don't think he was there last year. He, he's on peak MVP his, combo level right now. His, like, flashiness, the, the moments of brightness that he has were very bright. Now, he did have his, like, blemishes and stuff in between, but which would, if you got rid of that, would be the MVP season. Probably. In a negative way, even though they still won this weekend, Fairly convincingly. Uh, for player and team, the Bills, man. I thought they were going to be dominant this year. Like, one of those teams where it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Look out for the Bills. They're steamrolling. And it's kind of like, oh, well, yeah, that's the Bills. They're getting by. I mean, I, they, I can't believe they lost the Steelers. They beat the Dolphins pretty handily, but no Tua. So I don't know what that really means for you. Yeah, I mean, they, they did blow a loss to the Steelers, but, I mean, two or no two, they beat the Dolphins 35 nothing. Yeah, but if any, any Josh Allen game. still didn't have that many yards. Like, he didn't have, you know, it's like he wasn't as impressive as I would expect in a 35 to nothing win. Yeah, but Singletary could, had one of his better games that he's ever had. So what I was going to say is that you could flip it the other way and say well, that they won 35 nothing, and he didn't even have that good of a game. So it's like... He didn't need to. So here's. I'm just saying don't they think, don't look like the best team in the league like they might have last year. That's what surprised sure. me. I thought no, they were. I expected them to come out a lot harder than they did. I'm I thought they were going to rout the Steelers. I think they're a team of some like mojo and, and then swag. I thought they, they were going to like, do probably what they did to the Dolphins. But in, like so, the fact that they so just, just haven't so looked like they're unfortunately. Yeah, that's the problem. The Steelers are decent. <laughs> yeah, like, and they're still fine. The Bills just aren't. <laughs> Like Chiefs level, where it's like they can just make mistakes and be fine. Like yeah. they can't. So, and I also thought Josh Allen was going to be MVP type guy, and he's I he's going to have to do a lot of work to get that done. As of right now, I'd say. Not that he's yeah. playing terrible, but I mean, we'll yeah. see on the record. As far as like whoever's the best quarterback at the end of the year, you know what I mean, like. Do you want a surprising stat or fun factoid before we go into halftime? Yeah. Um, Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford wake up and have breakfast every day. So, every single day. 
it's they're just we're trying that's to couple goals right there. I mean they're that's they're also they like, up and have a nice play. Cup of Joe, you know? I mean oh. as a wide receiver quarterback combo, I feel like that's gotta that's that. gotta be good. Yeah. I would love to hear that as a Rams fan. As a fantasy Stafford and Cup owner, I'm as just a Stafford fan, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, yeah, as a Stafford McVay Cup fan. I have fan, no reason, no like allegiance to him, but like, I, love, I love Stafford. Love Matt Stafford. <laughs> like, I have no, I mean, and 100% no reason to like him at all. Other than not how affiliated he with Detroit, not don't really even get down with Detroit. I don't get down with Georgia. But at just all. like, if you can rep your team for that long and just be quality, but like never get any help. Similar to KG in Minnesota. It's just like, you got to love it. And then when you finally get that team of like where he's just playing with dope people, he's just running around like a madman, scoring oh, tutties, just LeBron. launching bombs. First in Cleveland, LeBron? Yeah, LeBron. <laughs> he left a bit quicker than All Matt, right. Matt and Kevin. Get to halftime? Let's get to halftime. Right back to you, Dill. You've been waiting. I know you've been cooking this up in a lab. <laughs> okay, that's where perfect. We, I'm so glad that you've been talking about me cooking this up. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So, all of you podcast listening crew, you nation of podcast listeners, listen up. On Facebook, this is all to find... Cheap Seats Network. Sure, sure. On Facebook is the Cheap Seats Network. Four words. Type it in. Bing, bang, boom. Boom, boom, pow. And on Twitter, at the underscore cheap underscore seats. That spells out, if you read it, the Cheap Seats. Nice. And I have given you Exactly two hints as to what today's SN stands for. So, if you guys haven't started guessing along in the uh, in the crowd, you know, for those listening, start tweeting at us what these stupid SNs stand for. But please pause it and guess, and then send us your guess because I would love to. see I want to see if anyone ever gets these right. Not a chance. Tonight I've got a heater though. So. A heater. If you get this right. Oh man! Oh, I'm I'm ready for one. Hit him, Dosh. Stir fry noodles. Oh, oh no! Uh, Ooh, I was gonna say sushi night. Dang, you guys both start out so good. No, SN stands for Soup Nation, dog. Soup Nation. We've Nation so many times. I Bro, said I have literally said Soup Nation. I went out of that, out of I my way. I have said Soup Nation. I made that whole skit up about podcast listeners to incorporate Nation. You're kidding me that in your research that I know you've been doing for undisclosed project that we will not release to the public at the moment. Just a little teaser for you. You no. didn't find one Soup Nation in there? No. Because just, a lot of the no ones I've been I through, didn't say soup. dude, it does not become a consistent thing until much later than you believe. I know and when me. it started, but 
You're trying. I still can't believe I didn't say soup. Whatever. Leave it on. You might have. I think I did. Soup. Yeah. I don't know about Soup Nation maybe together. Uh, but that's like a that's like a thing. I'm sure there's like a Facebook group called Soup Nation of Oh yeah. People who are just like freaking soup. They're big on soup. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much it picked up. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that we aired that live. <laughs> Ooh. Also, I don't recognize my laugh when I listen to myself. Doge. It's so high-pitched, it's crazy. Please tell us where no. we can find the Clubhouse specifics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff. Clubhouse stuff, Doge. I'm out of the soup nation. It'd be my honor. Thank you. He's out of the soup. You can find us at the Clubhouse. Clubhouse, in that situation, is all one word, by the way. Sure, sure. The Clubhouse. Twitter and Instagram have identical usernames. It is clubhouse underscore TCSN4. Hmm. The cheap soup nation. Sure, sure. So give us a follow, like, subscribe, interact with us on the social meets. Yeah, interact with us. Hit us up. Put an order in, folks. I'm sitting here. Send us a recipe. Potting. Yeah, you go all, you're welcome to. Send us your soup. Send us your soup recipes. I'm sitting here wearing one of the most comfortable sweatshirts that I own. It's also the one of the most stylish sweatshirts that I own. No, it's not a Bengals sweatshirt. No, it's not a Celtics sweatshirt, because those are probably one of the more stylish that I do have. I'm sitting here in a nice black and blue Under Armour clubhouse sweatshirt, ladies and gentlemen, drinking a beer, holding my clubhouse koozie oh my lord ladies and gentlemen i'm repping the pot i look good i feel good i'd probably play good if i did play right now and i and if i played good they'd probably pay me good so look out if you want to get paid good you want to play good you want to look good you want to feel good get yourself some clubhouse merch order it now if you've put an order in almost all the merch is in so we will be sending that out to you soon be on the lookout for that very exciting stuff. Thank yeah. you very much. If you did order, if you didn't order, shame on you. Put an order in right now. We need it. Shame. Yep. Shipping department will be busy here soon, like TJ said. So thank you for uh, supporting us. And honestly, like like you were saying with the sweatshirt, man, like when I first opened those up, I felt it. And like, they look good. Dude. But then I, I said, like, TJ, you got to feel this, man. It's, really it's, good material. It's a good feeling sweatshirt. It I'm talking. Be... I'm talking metal tips at the end of like I, a little. Do you notice how I pulled yours off to check yeah. it? Because yours, I mean, yours is the yeah. first one that I saw. So little metal <laughs> tips on the end of there, like little strings there. Really nice pocket. Good feeling. I mean, it just it's a good it's sweatshirt. a comfy high high uh, high quality sweatshirt there. So yep. Um, if you got one, great. If you want one, we're coming up to that season where it's perfect to have one. So. Um, you know, invest in the sweatshirt, invest in us, we'll invest in you. So, hey, teach. promo code, promo, promo code, code, promo code UNO, shouts out for Jamar Chase, his handle there, two touchdowns his first two games because he can't catch a ball, at McFlurio, FU. Promo code UNO, 15% off if you want to put an order in. So, yeah, use that Jamar Chase code there, shouts out to him, get 15% off some of the merch. I'm telling you, everything is quality. Everything we have is quality. Pods are quality. Good. The boys are quality. The vibes are quality. The merch is quality. You know what's even more quality? What? 
this third quarter and Man, half. that's a segue, just like Dill. He's quality. Mannings versus Monday Night Football. Doge, I'm going to get right to it. Which do you prefer? You like the old traditional broadcast with uh, – who, who's on it right now? It's Lewis Riddick, Lewis Riddick Brian, Brian Greasy, and freaking Guy Roth. I don't know the middle guy, so sorry, middle guy. I'm really sorry. Oh, my God, we do it. Steve Levy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was disrespectful of us. Sorry, Steve. We've been to the Levy Lounge. Sorry, Steve. Golly. I might even have to cut that out. Just kidding. Wouldn't do it. We don't cut here. Unless it's like a cough. We ain't no OT Genesis. We ain't cutting it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Mega boot. Doge. Or do you prefer the Manning broadcast and all their guests that they have on ESPN2? Which... Monday night experience, are you preferring so far? I prefer the Manning broadcast. Yeah, I mean, come on. You don't you don't really seem to miss any of the game. It's not like a distraction. They've got the picture-in-picture, picture, so you're always watching them. And uh, it's just nice. They're goofy guys, but they're very intelligent, and they've got some cool guests on. I much prefer this broadcast to just a normal, standard play-by-play. They've been having issues with the Monday night crew anyway. They've been trying to, you know, get Romo or Peyton to do something. And this is, you know, an experiment that I feel like has worked. I'm in. Go ahead. So what what I'm calling this is the MNFBE. What? The Monday night football viewer experience. It's been so down forever, man. Godly. And I'm in on this. Joe Tessitore. Because here's the thing. How often do us, normal folk, and by that I mean you and I, and other people that I watch games with, I will tell you, I can can already tell you what you're going to say. Can say something either as the play is happening or just before the announcer says something about the play, and we look at each other, and we have a little little point, little point, and it's the same thing. I want something that I can't hear in my own living room, and this is entertaining because of the guests, because they do have that analytical breakdown and detail of the game from, I mean, I don't want to say Eli's one of the best of all time, but like he, he's he won had two a, freaking Super Bowls, dude. I don't think he's the best of all time, but like I don't no, think he's, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, though. Sure, that's what I'm saying. Like he's Hall he's, of Fame level quarterback. You know what I mean? Like correct. Not an Whereas idiot. the other one, his brother, is. I mean, the you could have a conversation. Three, top two. If you're a Peyton Manning guy, you could just have that conversation. And be like, there's no one else ever better, even though Brady had more did this and did that. Like. You could it's be, not really arguable anymore. I don't think so either. But per, I don't are, think there has to be somebody who's only paid to. So yeah, with, either way, that's for sure. There are people. My point is that these guys know the game extremely well. Um, they're able to artic- articulate it to us normal folk again, like I'm saying, where we can digest it and understand it. Like it's yes. like oh crazy, like so much happened on this play, and I didn't notice. Any of those 12 things, I noticed the one that they didn't say because it's so obvious. So here's why this works, I think, so well. There's so many reasons. A, Peyton Manning himself 
not Eli as much, but Eli is. Peyton Manning is an A-list, top-tier celebrity. People know who Peyton is. He's funny. He's in commercials. He's been around. He's played football forever. He was the face of the NFL, you know, along with Tom Brady and some other guys for a good long while. So that's a big reason. They also have had a full-blown NFL career that is pristine, both of those guys. They're both going to the Hall of Fame. They both can do whatever they want. They could retire right now. If they wanted to leave ESPN at this moment in the middle of the broadcast, they certainly could. So I think that they have a little bit of leverage over ESPN where Brian Greasy, Steve Levy, and Lewis Riddick, their careers are, are solid, but they're not set in stone as these guys are, certainly maybe not financially as those guys either. But some of the other deals Peyton, I'm sure, has had, and Eli as well. With like, I know he's got Frank's Red Hot and stuff like that. So the Mannings have enough money to be able to do and kind of say whatever they want. So I think they demanded the show that they want, which allows them to, to be themselves, which you typically can't do on TV either. You have to kind of be a buttoned-up version of yourself or a little bit laid back or you can't say what you want. But minus, you know, swearing or, you know, saying some inappropriate stuff, it seems like the Mannings can get on here and do and say whatever they want, which is a huge part of why I think this works, because they're funny people, and it's really loose. Biggest well. difference, which something that, like, you, the way that you just described that sums up to me where I can now get it. This feels like you're watching the game with them. Yes. The other one feels like you're watching them watching at the, the, game. the game. Like, the game. Right. right. You're watching the game. That's the You're biggest watching the thing. game with these guys. That's and the thing. third, or whatever point I'm on right now, excuse me, they can bring in celebrities of their caliber. Do you think Steve Levy and Lewis Riddick and Brian Greasy can call up Brett Favre and be like, hey, Brett, why don't you pop in here for the third quarter? We already got Gronk for the first. We have McAfee for the fourth. Like, Is they he the fourth? Yeah, Pat McAfee. Oh, that's our, that's, we need I'm, to I'm we got to get to the fourth. we got right. seven and a half minutes. Right. So we're getting to the we're right there. We're almost there. So. <laughs> Cut that. Yeah. So I think that's another reason is they can bring on people. Like last week they had Ray Lewis, Russell Wilson. Um, I forget who else they had. Uh, all these other. They had Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. They have all these humongous stars and people that. They had Charles Barkley too. Yeah, Barkley too. All these people oh. that you want to hear from and want to talk to. And you're like, I would love to hear what Brett Favre thinks about. Monday Night Football in the game. And, like, they do little things, and I don't want to just rant forever, but they do little things where, like, Peyton Manning gets so upset when there's a holding call or, like, an offside or, like, a false start, which is hilarious because he's still got the quarterback in him. Or they're really excited when they're, like, the tight ends or, like, the wide receivers make a play on the ball. So it's cool to see them get excited about the play because they're still excited about football. Whereas the other guys, I don't want to say they're not excited about football. But it's much more of a job for them, where this seems like oh, a real fun. No doubt. This seems like a real fun hobby for 100%. these guys. Um, Doge, any more to follow on that, or what are your thoughts to following up that on on just the broadcast here and, and stuff like that? That's a great point you uh, made about the celebrity, like you know, guests coming in too. To that's a great point. You know, Travis Kelsey, Russell Wilson, Brett Favre, Charles Barkley. The Monday Night Football guys call them up and they're like, "Hey, you want to pop on and talk for thirty minutes?" They're gonna be like, "No." But this is a cool experience where you get to go talk to Peyton and Eli, so I love that. Um, I would say, you know, if I have to do play devil's advocate, the one thing I don't love about it is I feel like you don't get enough, like, defensive analysis. I feel like a lot of the, the quarterbacks are kind of focused on. Did you catch the, the Ray Lewis segment, though? That's, that's who Eli and Peyton are talking about. 
you know, and uh, well, they break down the like coverages like a quarterback would. Like they they definitely have that quarterback point of view. Right. But it is I the agree. general. I agree. It's more offensive oriented. There's for sure. But absolutely. Which, which people find more exciting. So I get that. But yeah, I mean, if you had like the the Ray Lewis you know, quarter some, some the, other, was you know, good. Quarterbacks. I thought. Like if you had you know Dion on there oh. talking about it with them. You know, give them somebody that has like the quarterback or safety experience too that can clown. I'd love and, to see uh, like Ed Reed. Ooh, right, Ed there. Reed. <clears throat> Brian Dawkins would be fun. Oh, Aaron Donald would be great. Uh, Akeem Talib would be great on there, but I think he's a... Well, is he a ESPN guy? Uh, I don't think so, but neither is Barkley, though. You know what I mean? They had he's non-ESPN with, he's guys. With somebody. He's yeah, with a Fox, I think. Because he, he did a show. He did a game with Gus Johnson this weekend. You know who would definitely uh, be on it, I feel like? Like J.J. Watt. Erlacher would be good. Watt would be good, too. He would just he would just be all in on it. Like, guys, look, like... I love this play, and then he would just go into it. He's yeah, all have football. a bunch of funny jokes that he like pre-made that like weren't that funny. Yeah. Oh, oh, like man. Uh, if Rafel wasn't coaching, he would be good on that too. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they had Russell Wilson. He plays in the league. They could have Mike Rabel. Yeah, I guess you're right. Travis Kelsey too. It'd be yeah, it would be funny. weird for sure. Like to have a coach of another team talk about this game. Like I don't know. It's the same weird one, I think, with Mark, in my opinion. But I agree, Doge. I think they just need to add some more defensive guests. Because in Ray Lewis, the one, at least the clip that I remember, he predicted three straight plays in a row what the Ravens were going to do and called out like how it was going to be exactly. And it was really awesome. And exactly, yeah. So I, I want to see more of that. You know, you, you hear all the experience that the Manning guys have. And don't, by any means, get rid of one of them, but... You know, having a defensive guest on or, you know, consistent defensive, you know, analysis would, would help kind of right. understand both sides. Like Dill said, you know, you don't have anyone else that you're sitting next to on the couch is going to have the things in their head that these guys do. So being able to see that on both sides of the ball would be another way to just amp it up for what it already is. Totally. Is really high. you got to think, too, if they're actually going to be doing four guests each week like they've been doing, they're going to have to have some defensive guys on there. Like you would hope. Oh yeah, some defensive guys and some repeats. I feel like you gotta eventually, you know, if they do this long enough, you know, you have some people coming back. Yeah. So, who? I guess real quick, who would be like your top three, four people that you'd want to see them have? Ooh. <clears throat> like if they're doing a Browns game, let's do. If we did a Bengals game, does who would you want the four guys to be on there? I would love to hear some Ed Reed about the Browns. That would be good, yeah. Watch, I mean, I watched him return a uh, attempted field goal kick in overtime for the Browns to win. Get returned by Ed Reed on Monday night. So, love to just bring up that experience. Love to have Ocho on there with the boys. Yeah. <clears throat> That'd be good. Love to have Ocho. I think Palmer would be funny, but he wouldn't be funny. Like, it'd be like funny AP. to see him. Because he's, he's kind of like a unfiltered, but like in a really nice way when he talks. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to think of people who that would be <clears throat> I've, I've liked on the field and that I know a little bit about the personality to know if they'd be like... Uh, weirdly enough, I would like to see like... Uh, just because I think it'd be funny to see how raw he'd be like Draymond Green. 
Like, I think he might just, like, rip some people, which would be really funny. Um, I don't know. They've had some good guests so far. I'm trying to think of, like, if they want some old Bengal legends, maybe, like, a little Boomer Esiason, maybe a little Icky Woods. And, yeah, maybe uh, I'm trying to think of some good... Like, Michael Strahan would be a good defender. I'm trying to think of some of the good defenders for... Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp would be great. would be kind of a fun one for any AFC North matchup. He's played for all of those teams. Palomalu would be cash money in the bank, man, for sure. Palomalu would be great. I don't think James Harrison's like a big talker, dude. I think he would be good, man. I think he would be fine for what the the point is. I mean, he doesn't have to talk the whole time. The Vegas will kind of cue him up. Yeah. I just feel like he'd get pissed. Maybe it's all from that, like, insurance commercial. But I just always yeah, say he doesn't, right around. He doesn't always act like that. <clears throat> yeah. I would love to have Terrell Owens on one of these. Oh, what about like, yeah, dude. What about, like, yes. some younger guys? T.O. would be awesome. T.O. would be sweet. T.O. would be so cute. Um... Durant would totally do it. LeBron would not. Are you talking about for them doing football? Just this, yeah. Just coming on talking. Yeah. Well, Sparkly did it. Why wouldn't I just get out BS? Yeah, I was just so hell-bent on the defensive. I'm thinking of defensive talking. people, sure. I was just, <laughs> that. just like, that wow. Sure. <laughs> like, um, like I said, Erlacher, I think, obviously, is a great one. Dude, what is that Rodgers hair, man? It's going kind of back. Like he's trying to play in the eighties. Those, you got any other good names? Champ Bailey. I would like to have. I would like to have Bakhtiari go on there and just chug beers the whole time. That'd be awesome. Yo, if he could do that, I bet, I bet he could. I don't know if they'd be able to show that on ESPN. ESPN too. Yeah, but they they show the highlights of him doing it when he yeah. does it at a Bucks game. What's the difference of him doing it on a Monday Night Football live broadcast? I don't know. Maybe, like, sending the message of, like, drinking while you're working? I don't know. I don't think they'd be able to pull it off. But <laughs> Dude, Disney I don't and ESPN think... have some weird rules, man. I don't think They're they'd odd. be able to pull it off, man, but good God, would Jerry Jones unfiltered for that long would be awesome. Oh, man. I would love Jerry to see Jerry and those guys BSing would be so bombs. great. I mean, who we have the Colts during in-season hard knocks? Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Why don't we get the Cowboys in season for now? Because Jerry probably didn't want that. Jerry probably was like, look, here, here, we'll, we'll negotiate with you and say, look, you, you take the preseason and uh, get out of here. They're like, yeah, sure, Jerry, thanks. That, that's, all we, that's all we need. Thank yep. you. Yep. If you like my Jerry Jones impression, go ahead and tweet out what your SN guess is for next week. Is that Jerry? I mean, like, yeah, it's... This what it is. Certainly in the yes. <laughs> what? what? You don't like get Vladimir out of here. Don't Vladimir try to just uh, speak English. I'm not ready for Vlad. No, I'm not doing that. Okay, I'm I mean Richard Seymour. What about Richard Sherman? Oh, yeah. Darrell Revis. I would love Darrell Revis on there. It would be good. Just take me to Revis Island, baby. Why was my best choice when I was what? He must know a lot about football. This, uh... 
Let this guy would not be a talker at all. It'd be kind of goofy to have Marshawn Lynch on there. He would be funny, but he would be not very talkative, I'm sure. You're right. Dude, I bet he would be. He's so chatty in some stuff. He's chatty. I would yeah, love dude, to like... see, and it wouldn't go how we want, because if they, it, it'd be like if LeBron and Michael got together doing something. It just wouldn't be like the full-blown one-on-one matchup. But Tom and Peyton on the same stream. Like who totally who fires off more jokes? Who's the bigger dick? You know what I mean? Like, Definitely are they just Peyton. like shaking hands? Like, oh, you're so great, Peyton. You're so great, Tom. And who was it? I think it was maybe on the on the Simmons podcast that he was saying that one of the reasons that the ESPN like, yeah I heard somebody said that Peyton yeah. fell through was because he didn't want to do Tom Brady games. Yeah. I feel like was a great one. They so have to have a, they have to have a Monday night, night right? I would imagine they do, but I don't think they're doing all eight, uh, 18 weeks. I think they're doing like 10 or 11. Oh, that's lame. What? you got to yeah. be kidding We're going to get this for half a season or more and then have to switch back to this trash broadcast. For the end of the season, maybe? That's so boring. I don't think it's going to be halfway through that you, like, switch back completely. I think it's, it's like going to be, like, some off weeks. Week. One week they're going to be off, and then they, like, go for a few more, and then they're off. I hope they week. just take one week off, and it's the freaking Buccaneers week, and they just do the rest of the season. Because that would freaking make me geek so hard. <laughs> that would be super goofy. Um, the Lions are in prime time. The Buccaneers have to play one more. Let's move on here. We gotta talk about it. We need to. Fourth quarter, boys. Little Formula Doge. We got some Monza recap. We got a standings update for you. Massive crash there at Monza. Doge. Uh, Monza crash. Were you able to watch it all? Did you catch any of this? What was your thoughts? You're you are the Formula Doge man. What? Give us some thoughts. I did wind up going back and, and watching it over. Uh, I was still traveling in Chicago that weekend. We weren't able to get a get a stream up for it, but um, I did go back and watch it later on. Um, really wild race. Monza's always one of the fastest of the year. Yep. Um, so, you know, there was there was a lot going on, and, uh, you know, always that the atmosphere is, is pretty electric there as well. Um, but two sprint qualifying races down, and two Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen race-ending crashes. Um, so, you know, the next, next race they have where there's a sprint qualifying round, just keep an eye out for that. But, um, yeah, I mean, these guys are going at each other, uh, all year and Monza was no different. They, they were, you know, neck and neck going right at each other once again. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Max Verstappen tried to take an overtake. Uh, he wasn't fully able to get around Lewis Hamilton, drove up into him car went on top of Lewis Hamilton's car. Scary. Tire on Lewis Hamilton's head. Scary. And uh, they both walked away from the accident. So crazy stuff. Um, the, the technology they have to make this just crazy form of racing that much safer is insane. Yeah, that but, halo uh, bar is strong, man. Holy yeah, crap. So the, the two leaders of the Drivers' Championship taken out of the race once again um, led for an exciting day for McLaren. He wound up finishing 1-2. Daniel Ricciardo with his first win in three years. Um, Lando Norris finishing second. It's uh, McLaren's first win in nine years. and The first time they've gotten 1-2 uh, 
in 12 years. Ooh. So, uh, big weekend for them. And Danny's and, first win in three years. Unless I just stole your thunder there. Yeah, no, that was, uh, I think I said that. Daniel Ricciardo's first win in three years. Okay, well, either way. Double yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, good stuff for him. Great stuff for McLaren. Um, and even better for those that are the fans or the of the Formula One Drive to Survive on Netflix. Yes, dude. The, the Netflix crew was with McLaren this weekend, so that'll be a really exciting episode when they recap the, the one-two win for them. So that'll be fun. Big up. Um, <laughs> nice. And uh, not a whole lot changed in the driver standings and the, and the championship uh, constructor standings because of uh, Verstappen and Hamilton both getting knocked out of the race. Uh, Mercedes widened their lead just a little bit because Valtteri Bottas and um, Sergio Perez with, sorry, Valtteri Bottas finished ahead of Sergio Perez. Right. So those were the Mercedes and Red Bull racers that were still left in it. McLaren obviously making the gap a little bit less, but they would have to see something pretty crazy happen uh, for them to get back up into the talks of uh, first or second place. So, yeah, it's a two-horse race for the constructors and, and a two-horse race for the, the drivers' championship. It's all down to Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen still, even yep. though that they were crashed out of this week's race. You know, moving on to the next one, uh, those guys are still going to be going at it. So, um, T, uh, I mean, you were texting me about it while it was happening. You know, what was your reaction? Um, what was your take on the on the final result and the crash? Uh, mm-hmm. Give me a rundown. So let me give you just the points rundown to let people know kind of how close it is up at the top here and, like, what this crash kind of meant, too. So Maxi's got 226.5 points, which equates to seven wins and ten podiums. He also gets some points for fastest lap in there, too, so that, that can be accounted in there as well. But Lewis Hamilton has 221.5 points, four wins, and... 10 podiums, so very close, as you can see. A lot of podiums there for those guys. Valtteri Bottas driving for Mercedes, the other guy, he has 141 points, zero wins, and eight podiums. He's in third place. So as kind of Doge mentioned, this is only a two-pony race here. Um, And those two ponies uh, bucked at each other here at this race, if you want to say, with one of the craziest crashes I've seen in a while, where absolutely... I don't know whose fault it is. I don't really know, you know, enough about uh, Formula One yet to see who needs to give up the corners or who's at fault because these guys are both driving as fast as they can to try to win these races and they want to take advantage of any little space that they see. And, of course, Lewis doesn't want to give up an inch. He's in first place. If he wins that race, then he would probably overtake Max in the standings. And Max, of course is having the best year of his career, the best year of probably Red Bull racing uh, with that Honda motor right now, um, and doesn't want to give up another inch, and is one of those kind of madmen drivers who has never, a crash is never his fault kind of type thing. So it was crazy to see the, the tire went right over Lewis's head, if not on his head. It was one of the scariest things. You were really worried for Lewis's health in that moment. Um then you kind of saw him try to back out, so you kind of thought, all right, maybe he is healthy, at least at that point. Uh, Max, uh, you know, the lovely competitor that he is, he just walked away, never checked on Lewis, didn't care, um, as, as, as one does, I guess. 
Um, so, and I think he was still a little petty from. Oh yeah, that's when that's. He was having a hissy fit in the in the hospital. When, that's exactly what I was going to point out. He was upset yeah. that Mercedes was celebrating while he was in the hospital, so he's yeah. kind of sticking it to him. I think a little bit there, of course. Being and this a, is their second. This is their stint. second or third crash, I think, of the season. <clears throat> so definitely second. second Pass, but the first one. Yeah. Like when Lewis maybe was in the wrong of. Oh yeah, right. Verstappen, and then it was Verstappen, and this, and then. Uh, on Hamilton, and then it was this one. So. Yes. So, um, so that happened also kind of not super early in the race, but fairly, fairly early in the race. So it was then wide open for, you know, the rest of the race, and it was Danny Ricardo versus Lando Norris, and you kind of wondered to, not that it, because Lando Norris is in fourth for the standings, but he's nowhere near, but you were kind of wondering, oh, maybe, you know, he is the, the McLaren guy, um, if you will. Maybe they're going to make him win this race, but no, they had Danny Rick take the lead. He won that race. They didn't have him do a little race off at the end like you do sometimes. They wanted to secure the 1-2, which is big for McLaren there, a big weekend for them. Um, honestly, the most impressive part of the race, not that Danny Rick didn't have a great day, uh, Orlando, but Valtteri Bottas had an unbelievable day. I believe he started in 19th, and he finished. He did. And he, yeah, he had to uh, he had to swap out his engine. So when you do that, you forfeit your position in qualifying, and you have to start from the pit lane. Yes. And so, so yeah, he was in 19th place started in 19th, finished in third. I mean, once Lewis went out, I mean, in order to keep points for uh, Mercedes and their, you know was a Constructors' Cup, I believe. He wanted a podium, and so he was driving like a madman, passing everybody all over the place. Um, and it was just really exciting to see, not just exciting to see, but it just was cool to see someone not named Lewis Hamilton or Max Verstappen just absolutely passing everybody. And then also nice to see uh, three different names. Uh, obviously, Lando and Valtteri have been up there, but Three different names uh, with Danny up there being, you know, on the podium other than those guys, too. And thankfully, everybody was safe. Um, oh, there was also, I think it was Alpha Torre. Both those cars were out immediately in that race. So that was tough for them to start that way. And uh, that shouts, was... shouts out to our guys at Haas who can barely ever finish a race. Come on, America. Let's get, let's the get only team left together. without points, Haas. Yeah. They don't have a single point. I can't. We barely finish races, man. It's terrible. Got to get better. I, how do you even have that be a team? Oh, the one driver's dad's one of the main funders, and the other guy's dad is the other, like, main guy. Oh, uh, Haas. I'm pretty sure. Mazepin's uh, dad's a big funder uh, for Haas. Uh, well, the other, the other guy is Stroll. Yeah. I'm not talking about Lance Stroll either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, yeah. It was Mick Schumacher, so the other guy was, uh, was Michael Schumacher, was a yeah. Formula One driver way back when. Yeah, he's racer. been in a coma for a couple years. Right. Um, and I didn't know that about Mazepin. I was thinking about the uh, the racing point, Aston Martin, uh, Stroll. If you want, some, you want yeah. some good Formula One, Doge, I don't know how often they do it, but Rosillo brings on Kevin Clark, and they do this thing called going abroad. And all they do is talk Formula One. And he brought up that nothing with Haas is really going to change because either, like, the team president or one of the team guys, one of his, like, 
sons or like relatives is one of the drivers and then Mazepin's dad is one of the main funders. So like those guys just aren't going anywhere, so they're just gonna continue to maybe suck. Which sucks for them. So. It does suck. You're hoping Especially to root... since they're the only American team. Well, that's why it double sucks. It's because it's like, oh, you want to root for American for F1? Why don't you come in and join the team that's never, ever going to be good because they can't finish a race? And then people are just like, oh, just watch IndyCar. Like, well, plus, I guess, back in the day, we used to have American <clears throat> drivers doing for F, you know, for McLaren and for Ferrari and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, we had big-time guys, and now nobody. So, hopefully we can... Get back into it with all the old drive to survive action and whatnot, but um, I don't know. It was a really exciting race. They're always exciting, but Monza, as you've said, does one of the faster ones. Always a good race. Really cool to see uh, the Netflix is there. Uh, like Danny Rick said, on part of my take, they were there for that. So that'll be a really cool documentary that they they got to do uh, for that little, that weekend. Um, and yeah, we're getting we're not. I think we're getting close, but not we're not super super close, but we're getting close here to the end. So it's it's really going to be exciting to see. Starting to wrap up. It's just going to be exciting to see if this keeps happening between Lewis and Max because yeah. they both want to win so bad. So. So I saw something, Doge. You're going to have to tell me if this rumor mill is true. Wow. That. Uh, I'm talking. I'll Go ahead. Volkswagen. Is getting in the mix with a team? Do you know who? They're, they're looking at potentially getting in. Um, I don't know what slot they'd be filling, but I, I have heard that rumor as well. Yes. So I was seeing that they'd be with Red Bull, which would be absolutely unfair. So they're getting rid of the Honda then? So they've been they've with already Red been Bull. talking so about... Well, I know Honda's discontinuing their Correct. Formula 1 program. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah. I told you this. I know. I'm just like, whoa, again. This is, uh, yeah, after like a year. This is their first year. and They're, they're going to win and just discontinue? I think they're after 2022 well, Honda, or 2023. Honda had already said that they were canceling their, their program. I think they're just going to focus on other things. Yeah. It's very expensive. I mean, every time a car crashes, that's millions of dollars. Oh, yeah, no doubt. It's not like it's like. So. It's not like, yeah, you can't just. I'm fairly certain, into it. Uh, especially because <laughs> a lot of Volkswagens are going towards hybrid and... Uh, That's just like, can you imagine if the Golden State Warriors bought all their players together? It's not the same exact thing kind of going on. But like Red Bull's having an unbelievable historic type season, and then they're just going to be like, yeah, you know what? Well, it's Honda's decision, so it doesn't, it's not the same. But like they're just like, you know what? We're just going to blow up the Warriors after they won the championship. That's kind of what I'm imagining. interesting, but, um... Nothing they can do about it. So here's my So thing they're going that, just going right to Volkswagen. They're going to have way more money at Volkswagen, dude. But it's a whole a new year, though. Money. So they're, like, everything about the rules is, like, changing next season. So it's, like... if I don't know. Hopefully Volkswagen has been working on this for a little while. That's my point. They've been working, I mean, like, maybe not an F1 type stuff, but, like, the technology as far as, like, what F1 is as far as, like, the power plant, they've been trying to put into cars, like, Porsche and other things like that. And, like, they have 
every single car out there right now is pretty much the fastest in the world, other than an all-electric car, is some sort of Volkswagen. Sure. Whether it's from a Lamborghini or a this or that. Uh, so it makes sense for them to get into it. I'm just saying these other teams have been building their cars for multiple years for this season. It'll be interesting sure. to see how that affects. Well, Honda's discontinuing it in a couple of years, right? I think it, the contract ends in 2022 or 2023. Is that that's true? Lovely. I thought they were done after this year. A couple years, bro. That's looking next year. 2023. That's not even a couple of years. But I'm saying the contract was for a couple of years, so it did to like this few. I'm out on this one. I don't know. I'm just saying. At the end of 2021, they're crazy. We have one when their current agreement expired at the end of 2021, leaving Red Bull and AlphaTauri without an engine supplier. This was okay. So. Red Bull and AlphaTauri will continue to race Honda power units from next season through the end of 2024. They're not going to make them, though? Um, so they're going to use the power units, but I guess Honda is opting to leave the championship at the end of the season. I don't know what that means as far as, like, uh, sponsorship, maybe? Yeah, maybe that's what that I means. I mean, talk, talk hard to me for a second, though. When you say power units, I think this is their... They're not running their engine technology. Is that different from the power units you're saying? That so the power, what they're so like engine and power units are the same, but because an F1, it's a what? Okay, I'm gonna go a little car nerd. I'm excited yeah, now. Also, yeah, get in so there. all right, when you have a forced induction vehicle, which most vehicles are going to now because they want to go towards a smaller motor with forced induction, which is like a turbo charger or something like that. Um, so what F1 has been doing is a smaller displacement motor with a turbocharger and an electronic um, or electric motor um, also. So like it has all three kind of combinations and that's considered a power unit. So the power unit is the electric uh, electric motors um, and then the motor itself with the turbo and that's like the power unit. So like every team has to use I would imagine so I wanna I think this goes into the different rule change thing where they've built this motor for the next like couple years and like that's what it is. And like so when they have to go to the next rule change, it's not gonna be a Honda motor anymore. It'll be the Volkswagen and they're gonna start building that. Correct. Or whoever that is, they're gonna start building that now. When they get the well, they're going to be designing it for the next couple of years. Right. And then it'll be out or field testing the year before or whatever. That's and what then, I'm, like, you are, right. What, correct. So that's what, like, they don't just, like, they're in the process these, of, they don't like, make these in one year. Correct. Like, it's like a, that makes some sense. Okay. And the technology we're seeing, like, in vehicles in F1 today will be in, like, normal cars in, like, 15 years or, like, 10 years. So because it's interesting I'm, how much. I believe that the, like, rule change, like, that I'm talking about, where they do the reset the rules or re-bend the rules happens, like, every, like... It's like a CBA. Three to four years, I think. I don't don't know exactly about it. I'm really excited to learn about it next year and how it affects the different... We still have a lot of, uh... Drives to survive, right? We can do it every year, so, yeah. I know I've only finished, like, a season and a half. Yeah, I think I have three out now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Um, 
Doge, any other Formula One action uh, here before uh, we, we pass on here to our, our buzzer beaters? We've got the Russian Grand Prix coming up. Uh, they're going to Sochi. So yeah. that's this weekend. Keep an eye on that. Um, pretty exciting. Valtteri Bottas, typically, historically, very good in Sochi. So oh. keep an eye on that. I like to hear yeah. that. Okay. Vladimir would be there. He probably would be. I, I actually think he will be. There's a funny, funny video uh, that they kind of turned into a bit of a meme. Was one year when Lewis Hamilton won the Russian Grand Prix and he started spraying champagne everywhere that he got some on Vladimir Putin's jacket. And uh, it's pretty funny. You'll have to you'll have to look that up. I will have to look that up. Especially Lewis is such a nice guy. He probably certainly did not mean to do that. Hilarious. And like um, of all people, <laughs> like that's the second I'd say probably. Yeah, I mean, last that's person you'd want to do that to. A top five person you would never want to bother. <laughs> I don't even. Wanna, I don't even want to be close to that. I mean, it'd be cool to meet him. I don't know. You don't know. A lot of risks involved. It'd be interesting to see how he operates. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to be in a. A room with a... I'm not trying to, like, frickin' shadow him for a whole fucking day. I just like to say, you know, what's up, guy? Yeah, and then you're shot by a Russian police. I'm not trying to go out of my way to do this. This would have to be a meeting that's agreed to. For you to be able to... What's up, guy? I'm just saying, if I saw Vladimir Putin, if he walked in the door right now... I wouldn't just, like, not say anything to him. I'd be like, well, yeah. If he What's walks, up, buddy? How are he, you? If he walks into my apartment right now, we we are talking, okay? We are keeping this podcast going. Certainly. <laughs> this is turned into a Vladimir meets Vladimir puck. I will not okay. allow you to bust out the Vladimir with Vladimir Putin in that I wouldn't disown you. On live pod right there. Be like, I don't even know this guy. I'm not associated with him. That was extremely disrespectful. And he'll start fighting me like he does his bears or whatever. He'll show, he'll show me how to take somebody down like that one video, supposedly. Fence club. Yeah. No. Putin just knows self-defense. Like, I'm just, Yeah, I mean, he's a freaking Russian world leader. I don't think freaking Joe or Trump is knowing anything about Taekwondo or any sort of defense. Like, that's my point. It's Russia. <laughs> okay. All right. Are we done with the fourth quarter? Yes. I think, I think so. Great. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I'm sure Vladimir will be there at, at Sochi. It'll be good. All right. Moving on. Buzzer beater. Dill, we'll give it to you. That way you can right. burn the clock out. Mm-hmm. Josh and I will fire off here. So I'm going to do a little pour one out for part of my buzzer beater. I didn't write this in there. Classic part of mine. Pour one out for... I already mentioned Joey Harrington as a uh, college quarterback that I watched growing up. You guys remember Colt Brennan throwing around the rock for Hawaii? I do. No. And they were actually, like, kind of good. And I think they, they played Georgia in the Sugar Bowl or LSU or some SEC team in the Sugar Bowl or something, right? 
get stomped on. Anyway, he ended up, uh, I guess he overdosed and over the weekend passed away. So, pour one out. That's for, a big uh, pour one out. Cole well, Brennan. He, he died a while ago, but they just released the cause of death over yeah. the weekend. So, oh, rip. Yep. Um, my actual buzzer beater on a little bit of a highly, well, anyway, a little bit of a higher spirit there. Um, <laughs> an unreal high school football comeback. Dude, whoa, was this game awesome. You guys saw the highlights, right? Absolutely I think you did, awesome. obviously. Doge, did you? I did. It was incredible. Dude, those are, okay, I know that the rules in high school for, like, how many guys you can have to each side of the kicker is different than high, uh, pro and college and whatnot. Those are the best onside kicks ever. in the execution of it I've ever seen. The way that they kind of huddled around the ball to create, like, a ring was sick. The plays themselves, like the touchdowns and stuff, were, like, not that crazy. But it also didn't show it that, like, that all happened in, of course, 109 seconds, which, if you don't know, is 69 seconds, which is wild. They're down 17. Doge, I left you speechless. Huh? You're tripping me out. 109 seconds, whatever. Go on. Okay, a minute nine, sixty nine seconds. I I did say that incorrectly. <laughs> I was too worried about trying to get the sixty nine in there. So anyway, um, wild game. Yeah, wild game. Shouts out to them. That that's really cool to be part of a experience. So I've talked a lot. Who wants to go next? Doge, go ahead. What's up? You want you want to go ahead and kill the vibe before you. Try to bring us back up here for the buzzer beater, like Dill. <laughs> hey, I did all of I, that before. I will try not to kill the vibe. Um, I did want to give a shout out to one very special player. Oh, the quarterback of the winning West Virginia Mountaineers. They took down the Virginia Tech uh, Hokies sure. this past weekend. His name is Jarrett Doge, so it's good to be in great company. Wow. D-O-E-G-E, so he's the man. We might have to get that jersey. I might have to get the Jarrett Doge for you. I'd have to reach out to him for the pod. We really should. We, I mean, if we had two if his Doges. DMs are, if his DMs are open, we got to hit him, like tonight. Battle of the Doges? You got to hit him. As it's Bellow Doge. I'll shout him out. Be like, guy. Come on the pod, let's talk Doge. I'm in. Just the triple D. Triple D? Jesus. Shouts out. As soon as I said that. Shouts out. Inside joke for you there, Bill. <clears throat> Alright, my buzzer beater. Wrap it up, T. Ladies and gentlemen, legend of Cincinnati, legend of Clemson, T. Higgy or T. Higgins, one of our favorite players, where you at, 85 will be changing his number to number five. When asked about it, uh, he'll be doing that next season, and when he asked about it, he said, uh, pretty sure 85 is going to be lifted here someday soon. So that sounds like Chad Johnson might be getting his number retired, Chad Ochocinco, which is very exciting, deservedly so. One of my favorite Bengals, uh, as we all know. And that, ladies and gentlemen, leaves us to being only one wide receiver away. 
Tyler Boyd switching his number to number three to having the infamous 5-1-3 receiving four, which would be so awesome. That Cincinnati well, area code. We're one with, away. Because T is five. Obviously, we got Uno out there, Jamar Chase. If Boyd went to three, the marketing, the marketing would be beautiful. Who so. is uh, who's number three now? Do they have number three? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yo, I'll just, I'll just run like down there. They should give him extra money to be number three. Like that's how much of a marketing opportunity it is for the Bengals. You could sell so many five one three just T-shirts like. Anything. It just would go all day long. In the Bengals font. Right. Nine to five one three all day long. Just Wow. So shouts out to T Higgy. He's getting that done. We're two thirds of the way there. Also, I respect that he giving eighty five up because he knows Chad's just about to get Yeah, that's sorry. Right. Yeah. And I hope that's like kind of foreshadowing too. Not just like a yeah. hopefully. Yes, right. I'm doing it out of good graces. It's right. like a, hey, the Bengals told me. Right, exactly. So. so, well, everybody, we appreciate you listening. Thank you for being on. Doge, thank you for coming on. Pleasure as always, gentlemen. Dill, thank you for being on. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks again, Polar Bear. Yeah, thank you, Polar Bear. We appreciate it, man. Hopefully we can get to Eugene and catch a game with him sometime. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is The Clubhouse.